0: On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we'll talk about the possession workout. Just give your body over for 30 minutes and let the demon do the work.
1: And also how on upcoming on this week's episode of Deadline, the sad story of Amelia Novak. Her husband, Jimmy, disappeared. Then what happened? Let's do this.
0: I'm Liz. We're going to talk season four, episode 20, The Rapture. We are super close to the end of the season and you can feel the intensity or something.
1: Is that what you call it? I don't know. I thought it
0: was gas. I don't know. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We had a fun weekend together. Oh,
1: that's right. You were just here.
0: I was. We got to go... um, Enjoy some time in the hill country. Babe and I made a trek to go spend time with Liz in the hill country and have foods and drinks and wines and sit outside and and have tiki drinks and good stuff.
1: Yep. It was a great weekend. I don't remember most of it, so it was a good weekend. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh. So well, I don't really know what we have to catch people up on because we were together. So I know. yeah,
0: I think that could be a very short one. Yeah. We post we posted some stories to so Insta. Yeah, anything. yeah. So uh, uh, and because of that fun weekend that Liz doesn't remember, I'm drinking a cherry vanilla Coke Zero tonight because <laughs> my 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 body needs it. Something like
1: that. Uh, well, I am drinking something called Crisp and Crude um mellow mule it is a non-alcoholic cocktail with botanical terpenes terpenines terpa terpen i don't know uh pineapple express terpenines you ask and so that says mood lifting botanical extracts Mm -hmm. citrusy and herbaceous relaxing and exciting So drop your worries, take it easy and go with the flow. And yes, I will, because I also poured a fuckload of rum into it because I had a day and I was like, oh, this non-alcoholic is delicious. And so once you add the rum to it, and I did use the high rums white, which was one of the things that we did this weekend. um, Yes. But um, yeah, I just put the put a bunch of rum in the non-alcoholic cocktail.
0: I mean, that sounds very reasonable to me. At, at least you got a good. And room. I'm yeah, getting. high s- Rum, for bringing us out and yeah. to hang out at their new uh, tiki room, which is freaking amazing. We hope to share it with you guys eventually. But yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that tiki room was sexy. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so hopefully this will make me a mellow mule. I don't. <laughs> but the ginger actually feels pretty good on my tummy. So, you know, hey, and it's a an au- local Austin thing. So. Hooray, more local makers. Yay. Um, I don't think there's too much going on. Uh, Walker is almost done. Uh, the boys, I think the last episode comes out. Jensen Ackles is up to 42 on the IMDb star list. Ooh. It's freaking high. Like, remember last week he was like 67? You were impressed with that. That would that is very impressive. I mean, there are like hundreds of thousands of people on there. I'm like, dude, you're worth a lot of money. He's making money. Or at least a lot of clout.
0: Like And I think I saw that he is like they made a point of saying that he is still in the Austin area at this point, is my understanding too, from some social
1: Yeah. He's he's still a hometown boy.
0: Yep, I love that so I, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, well, you I'm,
0: and, I'm the boys is reaching a totally different audience too obviously now I, I mean I know he's got his fan base that's going to follow him there but I feel like there's people there's a large naked yeah. well that too but I feel like there's a large fan base that may not be Supernatural fans but would be and the, like his butt yeah well that too it's a good butt I mean I, I am I'm really far behind on the boys so I have not started this season I'm also behind on Walker
1: I will yeah, say, I'm- and then no, also, I, I just, I am waiting for it to end, to end, and then I'm going to binge it without okay. commercials, okay. um, which is what I did last time. So, but, and the boys, I mean, I do have like, 18 hours of travel coming up soon that i'm gonna need some content for um i will say though i started watching the first episode while i was on an airplane and for those of you who have seen season three of
0: the boys episode one um probably not airplane airport not airplane viewing with people immediately next to you one of those there
1: is, remember what we were talking about the people shrinking and going inside of bodies? Yeah. Yeah, that happens in there. And I'm just going to spoil it. It happens with a rectum. And so there is a very large rectum and the inside of it and a person in there, you know, and like, it is very graphic and clearly someone is getting fucked in the ass while I'm, I am like looking around. I'm like, hmm. Okay. Okay, then some hmm. things you know like respect your neighbors but also like i just don't want them i'm like i don't like this but maybe i would i mean hmm. it seems reasonable anyways so uh but that does not happen to jensen ackles nothing goes in his ass that i know of at least that i haven't haven't gotten to that so, if it does i'm not there yet
0: i of all of the wincest fans apparently
1: no, but we're gonna have some some moments for for some fanfic in this episode, I think. So this is the rapture mm-hmm. And it is uh, season four episode 20. It first aired April thirtieth, 2009. It was directed by our late Charles Beeson. remember the last time we saw him was six and violence oh so yeah you probably got banned for that video diana that's yeah we were talking about why why some places so want to ban for- our stuff they want to take away our free speech mm-hmm. um and not allow us to play exploited videos so but anyhow uh and this was written also by one of our faves jeremy carver and so one thing i think that was interesting um that you People may not know, and this is from Supernatural Wiki. I think. Uh, while there wasn't any music during the opening scene, if you have the um, the closed captions on, uh, it said Creedence Clearwater Revival's Green River playing. Huh. Weird. So this maybe was supposed to be CCR, and they decided not to, and then that got left in the CC. Yeah. But isn't that cool? Yeah, kind of weird. I don't know. Interesting. So, Dean is looking zen as fuck.
0: And I want my dreams to be like this. What? You don't have these calming, relaxing dreams of fishing on a pier by yourself? No. I do not have those type of dreams. (laughs) I know you don't. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. And then uh, Castiel appears. So now that's how Dean knows he's dreaming and not having a zen-ass day at the fucking lake. But, um... And he is, Castiel's very worried, hands Dean a note and says it's not safe and they need to go meet.
1: So he makes this very creepy comment that people could be listening. And Dean's like, you're in my head. And Castiel's all like, yeah, they can be listening. Like, what? That's mm-hmm. fucked up, man. Like leave my dreams alone. Well, unless like you're going to go in there and you're going to help me out and I'm not going to have any more weird like cat baby dreams and like people will stop chasing me. Like that would be fantastic. I would love that. Cass, like if you can do that, cool. Otherwise, get the fuck out of my head. All right. So... Go now. Yeah.
0: And so we cut to him going now. Yep, Sam and Dean are going. They found another um abandoned industrial building because there is no shortage of these in Supernatural.
1: There is not. And apparently um the the boys and Misha got into some some shenanigans and yeah. were breaking some of the windows in the warehouse just for the fuck of it. And they got in trouble.
0: Uh, bad, bad boys. Bad boys. Um, but it's been this building's been extra fucked up, uh and obviously recently. So they are supposing there may have been some kind of a fight, and there's some symbols in blood on the wall, the same ones that are used to send an angel back.
1: And doesn't this feel very CSI to you? Like I'm getting this very procedural walkthrough moment nope. of like, well, I posit there may have been a fight here. I'm like. No shit,
0: Sherlock. Of course there is a fight here. And then, like, in Dean's just like, there's electrical wires sparking behind you. Obviously, that means there was a fight. We're watching television. Duh.
1: Yeah. And then, like, he's got this flashlight and he's like, check it out. And it's like, look familiar. And it's like, I almost want them to take sunglasses off and like wipe them at this point. (laughs) But, you know, um, after they find the sigil on the wall, which Dean's like, whoa,
0: haha, I recognize this because he is Sherlock. Yeah. They find something in
1: the rubble and it's not good.
0: No, it's not good. It's Castiel unconscious. But is it Castiel? No, no, no. It's Jimmy, the vessel, because Castiel is gone.
1: Cass is gone. Where has Cass gone? We don't know, but we know that Jimmy's hungry.
0: Hungry is hungry. It's been months. That is just mean, by the way, Castiel. You take care of your vessel.
1: And it does just make. I don't understand the vessel. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, like it can like come back to life, but yeah. you don't have to feed it. And then, like, if it's got a demon in it, this blood's gonna go. I I don't understand this. I just don't. So how come it's like a Tamagotchi character? Like you have gotta like. there's that no what water. The Tama-
0: Tamagotchi. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's like you've got to feed in water, them where they die. Like, isn't the same thing true with your vessel? Like,
0: I would think so. But there was an episode of Bob's Burgers recently with one of those. And it was really funny. I'm sorry. It's extra funny to me right now. Um, yeah. but yeah. So there, um, they go back to the motel and the brothers are just like watching and they're like, oh, but they're what happened. But Jimmy's like, I don't remember. I just had a flash of light and it was kind of like being strapped to a comet. And that's all I got. I don't know what he wanted to tell you guys. Thanks. I'm just getting it back from Pontiac, Illinois. I want to go back to my family and kid. Yep. So Pontiac, Illinois, is interesting
1: because this is the town near where Dean was buried and came back to life at the beginning of the season. So that is an interesting coincidence. A coincidence?
0: Or not.
1: No, no. Co-wince, like Winchester, like Ah, There you go. Co-wincidence. No, no, I can't, they can't all win. Also, having an angel inside you sounds really, really gross. Um, but they're going to flash back to Jimmy's family having a super nice supper with, Oh my
0: God, did you see those (laughs) rolls? They looked delicious. Dinner looked, they're like, fucking lovely. It was a fucking lovely looking dinner.
1: That was a fucking lovely looking dinner, and those look like, the, like those yeast rolls that like you only get like at like someone else's house because I'm never going to give you those rolls like a grandmother, an aunt, like, or I don't know who friend. else
0: has those rolls. I but I thought like
1: something a like church, uh, Someone dies, and like you're at a church, and like, but yeah, I'm never going to get those rolls except those
0: occasions. So yeah, good, good on you, Jimmy. And yeah, so but Jimmy passes out on the recliner, like like like. Dads do after. Oh, dinner. oh, and one of the things that's very important to point out that Jimmy's make sure they say Grace before oh, yeah. they have dinner. Very important. Yes. Yep. Um, so then he goes and passes down the recliner, watching TV like you do. Uh, and then the TV goes to static, which we've all learned also by now is always a bad sign. Well, yeah. Right. And I mean, your cable could be
1: out, power could be going out, you know, like you could be, could be hacked, could be, could fun- be a
0: poltergeist. Could be a little ring girl about to crawl out of it. Oh, she scared me. I don't like that. Uh and then there's a he goes to check it out, try to fix it. There's a piercing sound and then he has a seizure. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. No. This is very I'm like, this is not good. Uh, and also, like the eardrums getting it
1: out after Babe told me the sto- told us the story of his eardrums like yeah. bursting on a plane. I'm just like poor poor Jimmy in his ears. That sounds that sounds bad. And so Sam, like now we're gonna go back to Sam and Dean kind of debating what to do with Jimmy, and Sam wants to take him back to Bobby because there was. Angel on Angel Violet, which does sound much like that fanfic we
0: talked about last week. Sound like that. It does sound like that. But like the whole thing is kind of funny because Dean's like, no, just send him home. Fuck it. Whatever. And Sam's like, nah, well, going go to Bobby's. Because he's our only lead also, not just because he's worried about angel on angel violence. And, uh, and Dean points out quite, quite rightfully here that you remember when our job was helping people, helping them get back to their families. And here you are saying, no, we can't let him go back to his family. Now, to be fair, Sam does have a point. It's not safe for Jimmy to be just like out in the world if people know that he was inhabited by an angel recently.
1: But this is one. That's, that's not his motivation though. Like he's just like, no, I want
0: to, I want to Use his little meat suit for my own purposes. But, right. And this is just more indicative of like what last episode we had the same problem where we had seen um, they had a potentially a new fucking brother. And Sam's like, that's cool. He's a meat. He's bait. It's fine. No worries. Not really like, oh, we need to look after and train our new brother. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, uh, so they tell Jimmy that he can't, because of the demons, he can't go home and he is not fucking happy about it. He's like, I've done he's that. Just, he's like, I, I'm done too
1: much. This is too much. I feel like that. I've heard that from like every person I know, like in the past like months, yeah. this is too much. We feel
0: you, Jimmy. It's just too much. We're done. We're done. Just done. He is done, special. but he's like, I want to go back to my wife and kid, which is fair but uh yep. sam basically implies that no no you're a prisoner now is basically it so yep. uh, but then at 4:30 in the fucking morning when um the uh sam's up and decides to sneak out guess who else sneaks out oh jimmy does because his yep. warden has left him alone while dean sleeps peacefully
1: Yep. And first I'm just like, cool. Oh, Sam just wanted a soda, but no, he like pulls out a flask. I'm like, cool. Sam just wants a drink, but no, it's demon blood. And then I'm like, Sam, why are you looking at like a fucking dog? You have got a flask. Like, why are you pouring this into your hand and lapping it up like a lovely dog? Not a fucking
0: dog because all dogs are great, but he wanted us to see what the fuck he was drinking, but also. It was a uh, micro. I wrote down like a junkie.
1: So even though, but a junkie's not going to like spill his heroin all over his arm. He's going but to it, put, it's prop live. it, and he's going to pro- put it in his spoon proper and not waste any of it. That's how you waste your blood. You're a bad junkie. You're a bad junkie, Sam. All right. So we're going to cap back to the hotel, and um, surprisingly, Dean's not mad. So he's Sam's laughing. mad.
0: Sam is pissed. And packing in a hurry. Well, Dean's just cracking up while he brushes his teeth. He's like, man, you know, look, it's funny that uh, I, he got away while you were just getting a refreshing coke, you know, from the vending machine. Ha ha ha. So, yeah, yeah. Yep,
1: and I think he's also. I did have a moment with uh, somebody on a, a call. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say who they were. I don't. I doubt even my job. While everyone this, but. Maybe they were for my work. Maybe they were, so, you know, maybe it was Martha. I, I don't know. Um, right. but they were, they were really mad and upset and I don't like them. And I was really happy about how mad and upset they were because they were upset over something stupid. Like it wasn't like anything that was like really important. It was just like a dumb, you know, dumb fucking shit. Yeah. Martha Martha was upset over something dumb and but it was just so delicious just to sit there and like I just call in Robinson's that shit and just like sucked up his like anger and it's just like yeah you're mad and that's how I think Dean was really <laughs> just like you fucking idiot like ha.
0: Hmm. so Jimmy's on the bus and he's still having flashbacks to his old life pre pre Castiel life and um he's like help cutting peppers to help make dinner and then puts his own hand in the boiling pot of water. Yeah, Jimmy had impeccable
1: knife skills. Right. Those little red peppers. I so Misha that. Collins, if you were actually if your your son double did not cut those and you have very good knife skills. I would like to eat a salad made by Misha
0: Collins. I actually use nice. a mandolin to make that nice of a cut. And then I'm always scared about cutting my hand off. But I want well, cutting up I like getting my hand on a mandolin yeah. but I it a little lot because I can't do I don't have good knife skills.
1: Yeah, I've got you know, I think it's an ADHD problem where it's like my knife skills were started off really nice, and then I get really bored with the process, and I'm just like, whatever, they're gonna, I'm just gonna eat the shit and just like give up. Yeah. So, anyways, but
0: yeah, so his wife obviously freaks the fuck out when she sees his hand in the boiling pot of water, as you would, yeah, as cause, you would,
1: because he's just like, no, nah, it's cool. Like he told me to, which is totes. What do you want to hear from your husband? Who is like, nah, I'll just shove my hand in this boiling water. It's cool, just, just prove my point. No,
0: baby, it's cool. Yeah, so we've got our um, good old uh, brothers, Winchester brothers, driving, obviously to go find Jimmy. And guess who poofs into the back seat? But our friend Anna. Yeah,
1: and she should have flapped. If she had flapped, like, maybe, like, Dean would have almost not, he almost got into a wreck and hurt oh, baby. Yes. Yeah. Like, that was very dangerous to baby, like, boys,
0: etc. But um, he's also distracted by her because his first comment is that she looks terrific.
1: Yeah. And so he's horny. All right. And she's just like, it's not, it's not the time for you to be, to be horny. Oh, so no. now that she's an angel and the angels are junkless. But she's not, an, but she's an angel, but, it, it, that's it's a, ball, but
0: it's not because it's one that thing. So
1: can she, does she still want a bone? I don't know. That's a good
0: question. It's very confusing.
1: Yeah. But you know, she's just like, um, well, Sam, you look different. You look weird. Hmm. Have you been, I don't know,
0: sucking on demon blood. She didn't say that.
1: She didn't, but she's just like something's something's off on you. I don't know what it is. And then she's like, "And I'm going to tell you what happened to Cass."
0: Yeah, he was dragged home, and that's bad. He pissed somebody off. That's not good. So they need to find out what Cassiel wanted to tell Dean, and they're afraid that Jimmy might be dead already because it is not good that he is out on his own. He is a. Tar- it is not. It is not. And so
1: he is. He's home. So that's that's good. We're going to cut to there, and he has got. A fucking amazing porch. It's a lovely front porch. That porch lovely. is uh oh, man, that's HGTV porch. Yeah. That's little John's restoration porch. <laughs> what? Not yet. You need to
0: watch that though. Okay. Uh so he sees his daughter and his wife through the window, and he it has another um memory flashback of his wife telling him to take the pills. So basically, before we get the explanation through a series of very Traum- traumatic scenes, honestly, I would say. I think it was his wife uh, after Castiel told him to prove his faith, his wife um having some doubts that he was actually being controlled or asked to do things by an angel, and she thought he was not well and wanted him to start taking medication, were probably delusions of some kind. And she did not believe that Castiel angels or God were talking to him. And he's like, no,
1: no, he's acting like a fucking schizophrenic, right? And later on, we'll talk more about this, but every sign he's exhibiting is a classic sign of the schizophrenic. Liz is not a psychologist. Uh she does not play but on TV. She just reads a lot of shit and makes up her own opinion
0: about shit. Anyway, so um, it's just a very upsetting scene in like, It
1: is, because you know this is a real scene that happens all the time. And it's really upsetting, but also kind of funny. But you know, um, and but he goes out and he's just like, you gotta take your meds, or I'm gonna take my kids and flee, which is what a reasonable woman does.
0: Yes, absolutely. And he, um, begs for Castiel for an ex, you know, for basically don't let me lose my family. That's it. That's all he asks before he, you know, let, refuses to take the meds. So he just doesn't want to, don't want any harm. He promised they're going to be okay. And then there's a swirl of light and his little girl walks outside and says, daddy. And he turns and says, I'm not your father and walks away.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, one thing I really appreciate, though, when he's outside (laughs) and he's yelling at the heavens, and he's just like, you know, tell me what you want. Please be specific. Like, you know, like, that is like all, like, all I want for the universe is like, tell me what you want. Like, and anybody, like, if it's like, if you go to a tarot card reader, you go to an angel, you go to a priest, a pastor, whatever floats your metaphysical boat. Can you be fucking specific? Can you just... Put it out so I can make a plan about what I need to do. Yeah. Um, cause, you know, like if Cass had been specific, then, you know, he could have like put aside some money, like made some investments, make sure that Claire was going to a good school, that, you know, the, the boning agreements were worked out. Like who is Amelia allowed to bone? Can she bone Roger? Like that's the best friend. Can he sub in? Like is that fine? Or does it, can it only be stranger with like no emotions attached? So she's just waiting there for him. Like these things have to be worked out. But could Cass play- is a dick
0: that disappeared for a year.
1: Yeah, yeah, all that shit. But Cass is just like, nah, and then like turns a little girl and scars if But by suck it. I'm not your father.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh no, oh no. I mean, yeah, that's not scarring at all. I was like, oh, there. That's the uh, that's the twist of the knife there. So anyway, so Jimmy is smart enough to not walk into his own house that he's just re arrived at. I will Good give him choice, Jimmy. Good. Ring the doorbell. Don't just walk in. Good call. Good call. Good call. Uh, uh, and she is wife is obviously really upset and kind of she tells him that they stopped looking for him and kind of implies that they may have assumed like assumed and she says
1: she says I we thought you were dead. I think like and I'm like and then I was like wait how long was he gone?
0: Well, and then they say like a year.
1: No, yeah, yeah, she says almost a year. And I'm like, you know, missing person wise, like I watch a lot of
0: missing person shows be gone. They they may have had a she she almost implies that they had had a funeral.
1: But at a year, like unless she wants to like, you know, unless she wants to get remarried, like or she killed him. Like if she was like, yeah, we already said you were dead. I would assume that she had killed him and she'd probably be in prison for like the false murder of how was she explaining what happened to
0: Jimmy Novak, right? Like Well, if he walked away and they had like the footprints in the...
1: Oh my God! Could someone please make the like the Dateline episode about Jimmy Novak? I wonder if anybody's done that in fanfic. If if that fanfic exists, I
0: Amelia Novak trial.
1: Yeah, or just her Dateline episode. Right, like he was gone for a year. They assumed she was dead, and then like they go into this whole thing, and like Amelia had like a secret lover, and you know they're like all these things that they come in, and they keep thinking it was her, and then it comes back that he wasn't dead at all.
0: Damn! Just walked away with his big meat suit. Or
1: well, yeah, no, he went. He had a psychological breakdown and walked off, is what happened, but yep 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 so anyways his excuse, so he,
0: his excuse for his departures he does say he was in a psych clinic and he wanted to great uh but he's okay now and she's like <laughs> no. No, no telephones mm. Mm. got a point got a point
1: yeah, also if you have a crazy ex and they have like told you there are things like whatever they were possessed by or you know things and they go away for a year and they pop back and all they go i'm fine now No. (laughs) Politely ask him to leave and to telephone you later, and he will talk. Because what's about to happen is going to happen. Because he's just like I can I I mean cool I can come home now right?
0: Yeah, and he's just like no I was just totally confused I thought God was calling me but I was wrong I'm an idiot the only thing important is my family it's over now Uh, I just want to be home I just want to come and I eat your food. And yeah, and that too. And she's like, mm, not yet.
1: Yeah. So he invites himself to dinner. So this dick has been gone for a year, shows up at his ex-wife's house, who's not even his ex-wife because like she's probably a widow and she was able to file that, right? So and then it's just like, bitch, make me a sandwich.
0: I mean, sounds reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, so in the meantime we've got sam calling ruby and he is leaving her message freaking about being <laughs> out and i need more
1: his eight ball has run out and it is six o'clock in the morning and he's like either gonna need to get some more or he has to go to bed i've <laughs> seen a lot of television so yeah that's what's happening to sam all yeah. right and so he's junky he's just like he's spiraling but we're gonna go back to to the novak's
0: yeah, and they're having sandwiches with milk for dinner. What? Yeah. What? That, I know. I was really upset about this. Glass of milk in a sandwich for dinner. Like, the sandwich think, is lovely. Don't get me wrong.
1: Is but that right. just shit the people in the Midwest do? I feel like that's something like in Illinois. Like, I yeah, see. I know people Fire. from Illinois. <coughs> oh, boss. <my God. coughs> so I just it was like, yeah, they would just be like, this is our wholesome dinner. We're gonna have some milk
0: anyways so obviously we're big milk drinkers we're big milk drinkers if you haven't noticed
1: sometimes i like milk i really do but it's only every once in a while and i would like like the vitamin like the whole milk like that's delicious i was never allowed that at home like my grandmother had the whole milk we had um like i don't know like two percent or whatever because my mom was always dieting because we come from fat people and um but that's just disgusting and so I could only get the whole milk at my grandmother's house like once every
0: two years. So yeah, that's what we we'd have the whole milk at grandma's also, but the skim milk at home. But that was only used like for cereal. <laughs> I wasn't going to like drink a glass of that. Ugh. Unless you put a bunch of chocolate sauce in it. Just saying. Nobody's mad at me. No,
1: I mean, occasionally, yeah. occasionally I like it, but it's like one, like every like mm-hmm. a turn of the century. And for the most part, like I don't even have yeah, I have buttermilk in my fridge because I was going to make a salad dressing with it. It's probably rotten by now. Fashion,
0: uh, today, actually, at work about how disgusting, like I cannot fathom people drinking butter, buttermilk by choice. Like just drinking a glass of buttermilk. That's upsetting. People do it. It's wrong. <laughs> it's for ranch dressing. And that's about it. A couple recipes. That's all you use buttermilk for
1: again i feel like that's something people in the midwest do not hating on you but i just feel like that's what your people are yeah. anyway so um but they're gonna eat their sandwiches that claire just like made him like make your own fucking sandwich jimmy yeah. you've been gone you a don't, year I you don't can want him rooting around in the kitchen there's knives fair in. fair. i don't want him to my i don't want him in my fridge either get the fuck out of my fridge jimmy but so she makes some sandwiches I i guess also like
0: this I would this is the amount of effort that I'm going to put out for you. Yeah. I'm not making <laughs> a full meal for you. You get fucking sandwiches and like it, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but he does interesting is Claire asks if he wants to say grace, and he absolutely does not want to say grace.
1: <laughs> and he just starts crying. And he's like, but they're happy tears. And I'm like, oh yeah, abandoning your religion. It's so freeing.
0: And then the doorbell rings and it's Roger, whoever the fuck Roger is. <laughs> Hello Roger. Certainly knew Jimmy and wants to talk to him and says, "Hey, you, you know, you really scared people." And Jimmy's like, "Oh yeah, you wouldn't believe it. My life in the last year, blah blah blah, but I'm back now." It's fine. And fine. It's fine. And Roger's like, "No, it's not because he's a fucking demon." No, it's but- not.
1: But that, what is better, though, is he maintains the suburban persona of Roger as he says, well, I mean, I'm going to gut your daughter while you watch. Just like he was like, no, I'm not going to your wife's pampered princess party. Yeah, he did. No,
0: yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, so he's a demon. And, and this brings Amelia in.
0: Oh, yeah. And she has beers and uh Jimmy <laughs> hits Roger in the face. And she thinks Jimmy's crazy. Because uh, he's pummeling Roger now at this point with the was he did he have the beer bottle in his hand that he was pummeling him with he took the beer bottles are smashing
1: it while he's yelling he's a demon run and this I cannot wait to go to this Gusty battle and like just can you imagine the lawyer who has to represent Jimmy Novak and they're like okay okay so there's some you. You beat a man with a beer bottle while you yelled, he's a demon demon," in front of your wife and, and And then
0: locked your wife and daughter. And and
1: then you threw them and, and then you threw salts with salts at the door. You grab. Okay.
0: She's, uh, she's not happy about this situation. And she's like, uh, Roger was your best fucking friend. And you said you were better. You need to get the fuck away from us. And so they said to run. So daughter's going to go run straight into demon Roger's arms. Uh, and also,
1: like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have, like David Roger. <laughs> he's just he's just hilarious. I don't know. He's got like blood coming down his face. And
0: he's just like, told you I got the bitch. And I'm just like, oh, shit, Roger. Brutal. And his wife is there now, too, though. And so now we have a little fight go down. <laughs> yep. And, yep. Uh, yeah. But guess who appears just in time? <gasps> the boy. Yeah. So Dean cuts Roger's neck real fast while Sam uh tries to do his remote exorcism on the uh on the wife.
1: Yeah, so Sam's trying to give the wife a hand job, and then she's like, You can't get it up. Uh, which I I am not paraphrasing that. She actually says that. Yes. And then uh Dean threatens her, which she's like, I'm afraid of this Winchester, not that Winchester, which is hilarious. And she cocksmokes out.
0: Yeah. It's not good. And they all jump go run to get to baby at that point.
1: Yeah. So they speed away and they're in a parking garage and
0: which seems like a a safe place to hang out in. I mean like that's a really odd choice. I mean it's not not the house, I guess. That's good. But at this point Jimmy's like, yeah, all right. Um, you know, I yeah. It's. I, I'm going to be chased by the demons. That's that's all there is to it at this point. They don't believe that there's a, a section. You know, different. They're after the vessel. They don't care. That's not
1: true. Yeah. To. So I mean, so Jimmy, but Jimmy's is like, look, man, I don't know anything. And the boys, when they're like, they're just going to cut you the fuck up. And then Sam just starts losing his bedside manner mm-hmm. all together, mm-hmm. and he was just like, nope, can't go home ever like you're putting your family in danger you asshole but that make it a really funny moment because i really like this 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 moment between Amelia and jimmy i think it's very funny and cute
0: well uh yeah i mean it was like i I think i I want to expand a little bit on like sam like he really he's Uh i think what he is saying at this point is what he thinks he's had to do by being on the run. He's trying to explain to Jimmy, like, no, you don't get a life now. And I think that's what he's, Sam's convinced himself of this too, because of his own fear of people getting around him, getting hurt. And like, you don't get it. You can never be with your family. Get away. Yeah. Me,
1: we're alone. But he also, but he said this like
0: last week too. And I was like, uh, yes. you big But I think, f- but I think
1: he's like Sam, the fucking murder. Sam, the fucking murder is what's happening here. Oh, for sure.
0: This, you have to live like we do
1: now and our life is sad. Meh. Man, nobody loves me. I have to lick and- demon blood off my hand. I can't yeah. put my lips around a flask without pouring it down my hands.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So-, know, like any of this. so, anyways, you're right. Jimmy has a really nice conversation with Amelia and she's like, Uh, I guess I need to apologize to you. I'm like, Well, she bought into this real fast. Like yep.
1: And so. she's okay with everything that just happened. You know, somebody got their throat cut, like, then, like, somebody, like, black smoke jumped out of somebody's mouth. Her wow. daughter, yeah, yep, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm then so they chuckle, now. and then they just chuckle over demons being real. Mm. Yeah. Oh, demons, huh? Ha ha ha.
0: So Sam and Dean are like, all right, you you're gonna need a car for you guys, y'all go on the run, uh, just go somewhere else. And she's like, No, 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 I don't want to split up. And he's like, uh, yeah, you we're gonna have to split up.
1: That's all. yeah, and then so like he also is a dick and does not tell her for how long, right? Because she's yeah. like the same question that he had asked earlier. And I'm like, Man, if you're you know you're not coming back, don't mm-hmm. give me this bullshit of like well, well maybe ground. I'll see you around. No. Yeah. No. Fuck you, man. Like, tell me. It's like, no, we're done. Move on. Go find a new bo- new boner. Right? Like, that's just it. Break that shit off. But so also Sam gives her a car and he hot wires it. And he used to tell her how to hot wire a car. Like, no, she can't she stop.
0: Hand. Yeah. She just keep going. Yeah. Like, I hope
1: no, wherever. Yeah. Wherever Carl and Stacey are. I hope they're close.
0: <laughs> I hope she doesn't need gas. Right? <laughs> and Claire as Sam Dean and Jimmy drive away and baby Claire daughter doesn't does not understand why Jimmy her dad is leaving again which is fair they have kind of left her out of like all of this which is a little bit disappointing like she's like a tween she can pro- she's a fucking no at this 11. yeah you know so then we realize nope nope Amelia's a goddamn demon now
1: and <gasps> yeah after she like horrifically backhands her and calls her a little oh, bitch, bitch. And well, uh, that backhand, too, is like,
0: oh, damn. <laughs> I'm like,
1: damn. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we find out that she's possessed. So I think it's time for us to talk about, we're back to demon possession. We love a good demon possession. It's been a while, right? Yeah. Good, bring us some lore. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the possession of David Blatzel. Or, no, the possession of Arne Cheyenne Johnson. Oh, no, no, it's the AK, also known as the Demon Murder Case. Ooh. So we're going to start with the murder, because I said so. And so we're going to go back to 1981. Hey, it's good year. Yeah, yeah. Diana is born. Betty Davis Eyes is topping the charts. Yep. Raiders of the Lost Ark was released, which mm-hmm. is hilarious if you knew that Diana opened a giant crate today. Oh, you still want to tell me what's in there. And at the same time, a 19-year-old arborist named Arnie Cheyenne Johnson stabbed his landlord, Alan Bono. Oh, no. So, Arnie, his name is A-R-N-E. And I heard it pronounced different ways. The people who are mainly involved in the case, when I saw their YouTube, they said Arnie. So I'm just going to go with that. But some people say Arn. And also some people just call him Cheyenne. Um, his sister calls him that, but I really like the name Cheyenne. So I'm going to call him that. All right. So, um, he, uh, was 19 and also, like I said, he's an arborist, so he like cuts down trees, but I really think he was just a landscaper. Cause I saw like where he was working, it was like willows trees, I'm like, that's... To me, like, an arborist is, like, planting trees and, like, I'm like, no, man, like, you were a lawn dude. So anyways, uh, he and his girlfriend, who was 26, so 26, looking up at the 19-year-old, mm-hmm. uh, Debbie, Debbie Glitzel, they were renting an apartment in Brookfield, Connecticut, a very boring town, because it's Connecticut, and they were renting an apartment um, from her boss, but she worked at a dog kennel as a groomer and took care of the pups. So, uh, just last week, we watched the Westminster Dog Show, and it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. And we discussed our need to really just want to groom like a dog, like I just want to put one dog in the hook and like and do the things, yeah, like that. fun. One, yep. yep, So Lucky Debbie, she, she's got a dream job, right? And It's February sixteenth. It's two days after Valentine, and they're hanging out with their forty-year-old landlord. That's kind of weird, and he had just right. and uh, Not right. yes. Yeah, he's also her boss, so he owns the puppy thing. Um, so he has just taken uh, Debbie, who's 26 uh Cheyenne or Arnie, who was 19, and then also Debbie's nine-year-old cousin, Mary, and Arnie's 15-year-old sister out to lunch. That, and then he got really shit-faced on one. None of this seems like a good con- you know, a good situation. It's not good. And shockingly to nobody. Um, it ends poorly when Arnie stabs Bono a bunch of times with a five-inch pocket knife. So, um, one oh. cut, according to, uh, the lawyer was like from his stomach to the base of his heart. So like he, did a lot of stabbing. Uh Debbie tells the police originally that uh Bono had grabbed Mary. Remember, she's nine, and wouldn't let her go. Oh um also though an ambulance driver testified that he heard debbie tell her father oh daddy he didn't mean to do it you know how he gets when he's been drinking okay that's a southern accent i can't do a stick up the butt connecticut accent but you get the gist uh so debbie's 15 year old brother carl shows up later so yes another person who is a child And he actually, found he's the one who found Bono. And he was like, I found him that night in the front lawn. I saw him laying by a tree. He had four marks in him with blood coming out of him. So Arnie is arrested and he's held at the Bridgeport Correctional Center because he can't pull the $125,000 bail, which is quite a a huge bail. But I guess like murder, you're always going to get a a large bail, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah. typically. Typically, it's just, yeah. Typically, according to the law and order marathon I'm on, you do, or typically you get remand. Like they don't even give you a bail. Either something very high, you can't meet or remand. Uh, so, but the next day, a woman named Lorraine Warren. And so, uh, we will talk more about the Warrens later. I think I probably talked about them on the show before, but so we will talk about why you should know her, David, a minute. So she calls the Brickfield police and tells him, no, it, the murder wasn't his fault. He was possessed by a demon. Okay. Um. So I want you to note that Arnie didn't say that Lorraine did, and eventually, though, this becomes the defense, right? And so his defense puts this together, and they present it to the Connecticut Superior Court, and Judge Robert Callahan is just no, just no.
0: <laughs> he's just like no,
1: <laughs> and he does say, "I'm not saying I don't believe in demonic possession. I'm just saying I'm not allowing that defense. Period. There's no such defense." <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, yeah, it seems like I don't think that there's a legal defense. No, no it's not
1: but this was the first case in American civil in in civil court or not civil and criminal court history that this was tried as a defense I don't it was not the last time but this was I think one of the first cases where this really came forward Uh, so they're like fine you know we argue self-defense the jury doesn't buy it and he gets manslaughter Uh, he does get sentenced to like they give him the max you have to do 10 to 20 years but they do let him out a year after he start serving his sentence because he was such a good prisoner. And uh, he actually also married Debbie while he was in jail in 1985 and they do stay married for until they they part I think. But wait, 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 okay. The demon, right? Like we need to know about, demon. Um, right, about so- the demon. Tell me about the demon. All right, so here's a juice on our demons. So after the trial um, in 1983, which went every breath you take by the police is number one, just in case we're keeping track of our charts, um, a book published um, by Gerald Brittle called The Devil in Connecticut. It was written by Brittle in collaboration with Ed and Lorraine Warren about the possession of David Glatzel. So that is Debbie's Little brother who at the time of the murder was, I think 11, I'm going to get fucked up on his age because nobody's calls it out as I go back and forth. And I'm not doing math. You know, let's just, that's just the rule. Um, so Ed and Lorraine Warren are demonologists. Um, they were shysters. They're pieces of shit. They, uh, they are responsible for many things, including the conjuring series. So I think anybody huh. whose fault that is, is them. Um, at some point we'll do a whole episode about why Liz hates. uttered uh, Lorraine War- Warren, but all right. So to understand David, we still have to go further back in time. So we're now in July of 1980. I am three years old. Diana is yet to be a sperm. I don't know, or an egg. She made well, The egg was there. Uh, they hadn't met their match. <gasps> um, coming up by Wings, it was number one. Ew. Mm. Paul McCartney and Wings. Bad, bad time. That was a bad, bad era. Um, and according to... Laura, no, this is according to Ed. The, David was possessed and the reason he became possessed was because his mother and his sister were fooling around with witchcraft. <gasps> no, not the witchcraft. Ah, so apparently they met some people while they're up in upstate New York snowmobiling, like you do, like people in Connecticut do. And, uh, but those people they met were into satanic activities. Also, remember the year of This, this is 1983. Satanic panic is just, whoo, is right around. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, they met up with these Satanists and they had, they go back to their house and they turned on the mother. And so, I don't know, somehow like they end up looking for a rat and the rat becomes Satan. Whatever. David ends up starting to see shit, right? So he tells his rats. What? Satanic rats? Satanic rats. So satanic, right? Satanic rats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there for it. Yeah. I'm here. Uh, so I kind of get confused which house this is happening in. I think it's in the Glatzel family home, like with the mom, Judy, and the dad. So their mom's name is Judy. And she says in the book that David told her that he saw a man with big black eyes, a thin face with animal features and jagged teeth, pointed ears, horns, and hooves. And the
0: apparition
1: It's always the hooves. The hooves. The hooves. Uh, so, and this, and this thing says, beware. So, uh, but David keeps having night visions and he starts having them during the day. Debbie's like, Hey, Arnie, can you move in? I'm scared of my brother. Her parents summon a priest to come in. And uh, nothing changes. Now David's has got the guy that he's seeing is now an old man who's got coarse, ruddy skin, a white beard, and wearing a flannel shirt and jeans. So now he's being haunted by like old man <laughs> like an old lumberjack, I guess. like so an old lumberjack is haunting him.
0: Connecticut, they call it trees, right? So yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or like a fisherman with the coarse ruddy skin. Like it sounds like a saint. Like maybe he's like an old, like, ah, you know, old like fisherman. It's Connecticut. So there's sea like there's sea pirates around there. So maybe that was like someone who was like working on the dock. He got a dock worker. Yeah. he got a dock worker. He's being on by a dock worker. All right. Um His eye tears start increasing. He comes up with scratches and unexplained bruises, which by the way, I wake up with that shit all the time. It's called having a cat. And so, but, And so they sort of just like, okay, we need to get some help. We need to get some things by the church, right? And so they call, and in desperation, they call the demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are conveniently located in a town next door to them. Uh, So beyond being just demonologists, uh, Lorraine's also a clairvoyant, according to Lorraine at least. Uh, So that's helpful in situations like this. Uh, And she said that while Ed was interviewing David, she saw a Black, misty form next to him, which told me we were dealing with something of a negative nature. Soon the child was complaining that invisible hands were choking him, and there were red marks on him. He said that he had the feeling of being hit, which sounds sounds not fun. Yeah, it sounds unpleasant he also i think some of the times may be great so apparently on one of their one talk show or something i I read a book that was a transcript of something that the Warrens were doing where they had slides right and then ed also during that thing brings out like this toy dinosaur he has this this dinosaur model and he was like yeah david had a, a dinosaur like this and it wasn't this dinosaur it was just a dinosaur like this so he just brought up You know, the similar dinosaur, you know, and, you know, he put it down and the plastic dinosaur started to walk and then, in a deep gruff voice, it said, beware, you're all going to die.
0: Can I, where do you get one?
1: I know, right. I really want someone to make me this dinosaur.
0: Beware.
1: And he said, it has this little T-Rex arms. I don't know. Um, amazing and so and they're just like it's like it's like and lorraine's like that thing can't walk it's not movable like that It was just like but this also i'm just like fuck yeah like you bring my toys to life this is great yeah this is a
0: win-win i don't
1: know know what's going on what a cute little demon dinosaur But then also sadly, like David started gaining a bunch of weight. Like he went up like 60 pounds Mm -hmm. and he started doing some things that a normal society, like maybe you shouldn't do, like growling, hissing, talking in weird voices. Oh shit, I do it all the time. <laughs> um, and then he, but he would also spontaneously just like recite passages from the Bible or from Paradise Lost, which is a good poem, but how the fuck does anybody remember, like, memorize Paradise Lost? And also this is a huge strain on the family because they have to stay up with him because, uh, not only is he having night terrors, he would all of a sudden like go into these 30 minute like frenzies of rapid sit ups. So I'm like, how is this kid like getting fat? Like how is he not yeah. fucking ripped, man? I've had 30 minutes of core, like, like every night. That's a lot. Oh my God. Like, oh, I had
0: that in would... me, man yeah no shit man. give me that energy um so they start having exorcism boys and abs of steel i'm just saying they're not they're not they're not making a bad scene here
1: yeah no I, like, de- I think once again we're gonna start pushing for the demon exercise videos we started this with the nuns of lorraine and i think it yeah. needs to be continued there can be a whole series of like look i mean like and if a demon's in me am i working out like if it's like in a meat suit, like in Supernatural, where you just take a back seat, like, fuck, yeah, like, just go to town, go do 30, like 30 minutes worth of setups with my meat suit. That's cool. Like, and then I can come back and have a core. It'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, so um they start doing exorcisms on him. The church is like, we were never there. But the, the, the warrants, like, of course, the priests are here. Um, and so at one point, Ed decides there's 43 demons in the boy. Um, and he was like, I, I, he was like, I had to step out. Like, I could one demon, maybe I probably couldn't handle, but 43. Oh, shit. No, this is the hierarchy a demon. And there's one in there. It's called the beast. Woo, the beast. beast, the beast, not just beast, the beast. He gets really mad.
0: And there's something like that on, is there a guy who calls himself the beast on UFC right now? Anyways, go ahead.
1: Probably. Yep. Um, So while the diocese of Bridgeport uh, do say that the matter was investigated, they don't see, they don't agree that any exorcism, they deny that any exorcism was performed. But the priests who were involved and will not comment were transferred to other parishes. But I'm also just like, were they just fucking kids?
0: Well, also the Catholic Church, I mean, you never know, because obviously the Catholic Church has problems, like a lot of organized churches, but it is kind of been implied that they really don't, in modern times, they really want to separate themselves from the perception of exorcisms and things like that, so... Not according to evil. I should watch
1: evil, it's about that. it also just kinda of depends on which priest. Like there's like the one picture of like uh, Pope Francis doing a spontaneous exorcism on somebody. It's very controversial. Um so anyhow, um so according to this book in August of nineteen eighty, um I think Wings is still on. Sorry. Uh, so Arnie picks a fight with a demon in David and he starts yelling at him in the name of Jesus Christ, leave David's body, come out of him and take on me. Wait, maybe a ha was around. No, that's like a few more years down the road, but he's predicting aha! Uh-huh. he's like take me on oh wait that's not so, so. he's like i'm stronger than david i'll fight you leave <laughs> david and come into me oh! so uh, according to the warrens like the second exorcism of david was successful but they also just said they had five i don't know maybe i should read their book i don't want to uh so and david at this point though like david is fine he goes is sent to a private school for disturbed children which does not sound like a great place um debbie and arnie there so like things are still really fucked up here and we're gonna move out so this is when she becomes a groomer at the brookfield pet motel and she rents the adjacent apartment but now according to them arnie was fucked up and after he was like take you no, know, come at me bro and the demon was like fine fuck you bitch and like so he did and yeah. so apparently like Arnie like wrecked his car and he kept going into trances and growling and saying that he saw the beast, the beast. But he wouldn't have any memory of it just like David. When interviewed Arnie's coworkers were like he was fine, mm-hmm. but but Debbie was like no, nah, no nah, he wasn't. So but also we don't know how somebody is at home. You know,
0: we just yeah. we don't see They're different, yeah.
1: Yeah, we we don't see our coworkers, but after you know they, they go to back to their houses, you know. Uh, so she's like, "Oh no!" But he had at least like four trances before he killed Bono. So um, I just I'm sure, or I go back and forth between calling him Bono or Bono. This is last name, but either one works. So it could be Sunny Bono or Bono or Bono. Meh. Yeah, it's fine. Either way, just picture them. Uh, so later on, like, so this goes on, right? So this, this goes and They have, like, there's, like, there's a made for TV movie that's made that has, uh, Kevin Bacon in it. And, uh, oh, what the fuck was her name? Uh, uh, uh ah, she was, where am I spacing on her name? I used to go, damn it. Uh, We'll look it up later, tell you, but it's on YouTube. It's really terrible. Um, we'll watch it this weekend maybe, but like the sounds bad, so maybe we'll try and find it on for, on Amazon. So anyways, the book ends up being reprinted in 2006. And at this point, Carl and David decide to sue. And they're like, this was all a hoax. Uh, designed by the Warrens because they wanted money. So they sued the author and iUniverse, the company responsible for republishing it, and Lorraine Warren for her role in the researching and writing of the book. But Ed had just died that year, so he couldn't be sued. They sued for four counts of invasion of privacy and one count of libel, and their lawyers wrote that the book contained false and defamatory matter, including but not limited to the statement that David watson was possessed by demons and that Carl Glatzel Jr. was influenced by demonic forces into committing assaults and batteries on members of the Glatzel family and others. Because it's something else they put into the book. Hmm. They were just like, Carl liked to beat up his like, cause mainly because I think Carl was like, you people are assholes. So they're just like, Carl likes to hit his family. Um, <clears throat> Carl, you know, tells the AP, the Associated Press that the Warrens had seized on David's childhood mental illness. He was diagnosed as schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. And he said they saw a gold mine. But he was like, it was living hell when we were kids. It was just a nightmare. I'm not going to go through that again. Neither is my brother. But unfortunately, um, uh, the lawsuit failed by virtue of the fact that they had facilitated the republication of the book that could not have invaded Carl and David's privacy because everything was already published and in the public domain since 1983 so but also what's kind of funny is why carl is like this fucked up my life debbie is still saying that carl is just was just suing to make money so she was saying that in 2006 saying like she was holding on that this shit happened uh so she and her brother are in a fight until she dies which I think is really, really sad. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, but they go back and forth and then in 2021, um, which why that comes to being in a, will become a reason in a minute. Uh, but, um, he was talking to Snopes and he was like, Nope, Nope. Uh, she is the one who was driven by money. Not me, not me. So this brother and sister pretty much like fought until she died. Um, so. Basically, Carl said that um uh, everybody lived there, those houses, and they were fine. Uh so he said it all piece of shit. Uh Debbie died in April of 2021. Uh Carl and Judy, the parents, uh, Judy died in 2011. Senior died in 2018. Lorraine died in 2019. As of February 2021, David was still in Connecticut and Arnie was alive and well in 2019, but he's a recluse now. So nobody knows. Like, weird, weird. But he also only served a year for that stabbing. But I also kind of think, like, I think that landlord was like, drunk and got handsy on a 90 year old girl and he stabbed him. So possessed a demon or not, fuck, fuck that dude. Yeah, yeah. Although, like Carl said that because there's a whole bunch of like he's this is so much he said she said stuff. It's great. There's no like the Warrens have pictures of shit, but the pictures are like, look at my dinosaur. that. Uh, um uh, carl did say that bono was clean cut and nice guy and like so in uh what ends up happening is this becomes so the warrens are like like i said they're the inspirations for the conjuring and this becomes a conjuring three the devil made me do it so there is a whole conjuring series movie on this um so but again so there's so much liberty that was taken with the book and with the movie and I don't know. It was all this bunch of shit, but there someone tried to get a court with this and someone said no, but anyways, team in possession. That's it. Yay. Wow. Woo.
0: Possession. It's so crazy that it was like all that, like pretty recent too, like in the grand scheme of things, not
1: like. In the grand scheme of things, it's really sad as it wasn't. We're <laughs> just that oh. old. You're just oh. that old. Hey, at least you weren't born for some of it. But does that make you feel better? Yes.
0: <sighs> All right. So, Sam and Dean are discussing, Dean is asking Sam what happened and why couldn't he do his mojo stuff against the demon? And- you know, he said, while ganking stunt <laughs> demon number three. <laughs> Which is awesome. The gank, gross, mojo, but calling
1: him, mojo, call it
0: Yo, he says a mojo yo-yo.
1: Yeah, I, I do appreciate stunt demon number three. <laughs> And then I was tempted to look it
0: up, but I forgot. Uh, Anyways, Sam phone rings. Yeah. And it's Amelia calling for Jimmy. And he says, oh, my God. Because that's when we find out that Amelia is a motherfucking demon. OMG! So they go to another abandoned industrial building (laughs) to meet up. Yep, And Jimmy oh. is going to go
1: on his own, but Sam and Dean are going to go in the catwalks. On the catwalks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They yeah. do the little turns on the catwalk. Uh, so Dean's like, no one's going to get hurt. And Sam's like, this is totally a trap. And uh. like, Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy goes in and he's, but while he's out, before he goes outside, he's yelling about how Cassiel promised that his family would be safe and asks for help. He gets no response. So he because
1: in. he also just yelling like as like an ex girlfriend yells like, outside her boyfriend's window. I gave you everything.
0: I mean, we've all been there.
1: I was, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, from one side of the other, we've we've one of us. We've um, either been Jimmy Novak I, or Cass.
0: We've either closed the blinds and <laughs> turned the light off, or we've been the ones with uh, with a really bad mascara and a sore throat from screaming. I mean, it is what it is.
1: I feel like the idea of like Cass, Cass, just hearing this and like shutting the blinds, turning off the light. <laughs> 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 oh anyways, all right we've uh, cast-
0: got demon Amelia and Claire inside and they know that he's not alone. Obviously, Sam and Dean are captured and brought in by other demons. and uh demon Amelia says that she was just really thought that she was to pick up the empty vessel of Jimmy, but now it's gonna be a milk run. Because the brothers are there. I don't know. It's, or she makes, she said, she thought it was just going to be a milk run to go grab the vessel, but now she gets the brothers too. It's, yep. just, I it's I weird. That. I
1: don't know. I don't like demon Amelia. I don't really know if I like regular Amelia. I don't like her any better as a demon, uh, especially you do. she sno, She gets Sam and Dean and then she just fucking shoots Jimmy.
0: Yeah. Cause she's like, Hey, we're going to totally like negotiate. And she's like, nah, everybody dies <laughs> and starts shooting, which is kind of, well, I mean, that was kind of cool but uh i mean it was badass not cool yeah and but uh, yeah
1: and then she so, tells Duck demon number 4 to uh, waste little orphan annie the little orphan annie is a badass
0: man so um right as yeah cuz she like freaking swings and puts her palm on his head but what oh no claire now has like the angel inside her apparently because this demon is like has light shooting out of his eyes
1: She's the tiniest little angel. She's so cute. Just like, look at the little yeah. angel. Oh, you're so I. Love- well, so Sam I'm, and the demon
0: fight. Yeah, because everybody's distracted, going oh fuck. Claire's got angel in her now, so they can fight back. And she, um Claire's able to totally t- free herself. And Jimmy realizes now, like we all are starting to realize that Castiel did come to help Jimmy, and he is now inside Claire. Yeah, so, yep. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, so Sam
1: and the demon fight. Then Dean and the demon fight. Then Sam starts sucking on the demon neck.
0: Yeah, Sam makes a um, a choice. He decides that he can't resist the demon blood anymore and starts just chowing down while they're all uh, fighting. I mean, and but
1: also like in the metaphysics hmm. of things. I don't again going to how the fuck does this work
0: because it doesn't make
1: sense like so but because once he's dead like is it no, the demon is it turned because it wasn't like he was born a demon like he just like is the cocksmoke just running through there and it still has powers so why didn't he do this back at the other place with Roger like why do not he just go back and like suck lick on Roger
0: lick his, lick his face
1: I don't know so Dean and little Cass that's call her because she's so cute uh, I, I,
0: I called it C&C <laughs> CNC, but I kept thinking of CNC Music Factory. It was a problem. Anyways, um, I like I like that. You're not going to give me a, a CNC Music Factory
1: down beat.
0: I'm not. I, I, no. I lost it. I lost it.
1: No. Uh, so I also call, I, I decide that Sam is a fruit punch mouth, much like the Master in uh, Buffy. So he has a fruit punch mouth because that's the blood on it, and um, and then Sam sucks off Claire. Wait, wait! Not Claire, Amelia. Amelia, Yeah, yeah So Sam, Sam sucks whoa. off Amelia.
0: <laughs> whoa. Oh, that's much better. Um, and um, yeah. It's so better, it's, like he's just sucking off Amelia. Yeah, it's still better than it sounds. Better than sucking off Claire. It does. Uh, it does. It does. Yeah. So, Cass, see as he goes and tells Jimmy, he's like, "Look, uh, <laughs> I told you I keep my promises. It's you know." And, it, you know, it's going to be, okay. it's going to be okay. I'm here now. Kind of a thing. And It's uh, so
1: great. huh? My promise is so awesome. Of course I'm pretending everybody. You get to die now.
0: Yeah. Like, wait, Jimmy's wait, wait, like, wait, what? Jimmy's like, wait, hold on a minute. No, no, no. You need to take my body, not my daughter's. Because I already know what this shit is all about. And she's like, a kids, please let her go live her life for the love of fucking God. Like, well, you won't die or age. It'll be a hundred more years, and like, like the last year, which is pretty fucked up. That's saying that this whole battle thing that they're gonna like take on is gonna be like a hundred years long. I'm just saying.
1: Well, I mean, it's like so you're just permanently gonna be stuck in in cast. Oh, I mean, in Jimmy, like, um, okay, um, but Jimmy's like, you know, like, I agree. Like, it's like, hey, it's me or my daughter. Fuck you. Of course, take me. Like, yeah,
0: obviously, duh. Um And uh, uh Cass
1: we yeah, we get a Princess Bride moment. As you wish. He
0: lights up. Oh, uh, Yeah. And so uh it's no longer C&C. So not everybody has to dance now. You're welcome. Everybody uh, dance now. Thank you. Bomp, bomp,
1: bomp, bomp,
0: bomp, bomp. All I remember going to make you sweat till you bleed. There you go the lines in the song.
1: That sounds awful.
0: I know, but that's not the lines in the song.
1: I don't want to uh, sweat until I. I mean, I don't want to sweat at all.
0: So, so, so yeah, Claire, Claire gets a bl- bright light and she's distraught and runs to mom. But now um, Jimmy is back to being Castiel, and he just coldly walks away from his family. <laughs>
1: yeah. And uh, Dean's just like, "Hey, Cass, man, like, what are you going to tell me?" And Cass has a big stick up his ass, which was also in the Dusty L fan fiction
0: oh and it, like it's just oh, it's so weird and, and he's just like I don't serve man yeah. I don't serve you yeah it's real weird I
1: don't know why he it's sounds real like weird a guy deliverance like, but
0: well and it's like okay you acknowledge like you gave a shit about Jimmy's sacrifice and his, his family's importance to him and you're still fucking weird to them and then you're fucking dick to Dean after you're the one that like brought all this on and then so he's- yeah, but I think if you read it from
1: the cast angel perspective, we take out the emotion oh. and we have he got yelled at for not keeping his promise. And now, like when he was uh, the tiniest angel CNC, uh, he, he was just like, Yeah, of course I keep my promise. That's what we do. Like, no, don't break shit. I'm a holy guy. Bye, and yeah. then just like walk. I did what I said I was going to do. Like I'll have a problem, and fuck you, Sam and Dean. Also,
0: awesome. so we have Sam and Dean in baby on driving, and Sam's like, I I know you saw, so tell me. And he's like, and he's like, I know you're mad. I want to explain myself. Dean's like, no, I don't care. I'm just disappointed, but I'm tired. And so we're just going to keep going.
1: It's just too much. That's what Zena saying, like all of us. It's
0: yeah, too, too much. much.
1: Sam, I'm done. Just done.
0: And Sam gets a phone call. It's Bobby saying, hey, you need to get to my house ASAP. It's about the apocalypse. <gasps> Wait, so, Cool. So they go and Bobby is escorting our brothers down to his, um, bunker that Liv, Liz loves so very much.
1: Mm, cave.
0: He wants to show them something in the bunker.
1: Hey, Sam. Really? Sam, why'd you go
0: in there? And they lock Sam inside for his own good. Oh, wow. Right,
1: I, I almost texted you a screenshot of my final notes here. But I wanted to save it for the end. Okay, so my final notes say Sam gets tricked and they locked him up. I love the locking up the monster truck. Who did it first? Vampire Diaries or Supernatural? Mm. Trick question. It was Angel. Finish watching Angel, Diana. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna get back to watching it. Sorry.
1: <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I'm this not. is like this is a trope. We have, I mean, so, um, and I re- honestly don't know. Like, I was going to look to see Vampire Diaries timeline <laughs> and try and figure that out, but then I really was like, it really does happen on Angel first. So, why the fuck do I need to bother wasting? I did not have I- my time is precious, people. Precious. So, okay. yeah. But, anyways, I do love this trope of like. We're just gonna lock you up and then whatever thing, and it's just like the cold turkey version of rehab. That's what I say. Is this is this demon blood detox? It is demon blood demon detox. Demon, demon the, intervention. It is demon intervention done poorly, like in all those shows that need to get sued for how they're treating their people going into rehab. Because typically taking a person and locking them in a room by themselves to detox of whatever the fuck is fucking them up seems
0: like it might not be the best for their mental Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's not good. That's not good to anybody. So yeah, this seems terrible, but also maybe necessary. We don't know. But wow, that's fun. So that's Uh, how we ended this episode. So, what did you think?
0: uh, Well, first, a couple quick notes. Uh, Amelia Novak was played by Wynne Everett. She um, is on a a show, it's on Netflix, I think. It was a show called Teenage Bounty Hunters. She's Ellen Johnson Mm. on, and it's actually pretty enjoyable. Um, She's also in uh, one of the episodes of Dolly Parton's Heartstrings.
1: I saw that. I was just like, oh, Dolly. Cause you Dolly all- Parton also almost came into this because nine to five was on the charts in nineteen eighty one. And then it got confusing. about when nine to five the movie came out, when Dolly and I was just like, I don't want to do that math. So we're just going yeah. with Betty Davis' but, Yeah. um uh,
0: Jeanette, yeah. she played Jeanette Davis in the uh Patsy and Loretta miniseries, mm-hmm. which I meant to watch and I haven't. Uh and she also had a parts in This Is Us. Um
1: that probably means she can sing. If she's in two things so far, she had a heartstring, Dolly Barton, and that, I bet she can sing.
0: And then Claire Novak, daughter of Sydney Embrew, um, was in the Marley, Marley and Me Too and Marmaduke. I only brought them up because they're both dog movies. You're welcome. Does Marley die in Marley? I and Me don't Too? know. I refuse to watch them. Didn't he die in the first one? Marley, I think did, Marley and me died in the first one. That was the whole thing. Was so like, does he just die again? I don't know. It's probably his baby, probably his puppy or something stupid like that. But I just thought, I just want to point out that there's dog movies because we watched a bunch of dog stuff.
1: I do like dog movies, but I want to go back to just our happy dog grooming place where. They just put a little loop around them without hurting them. They look really cute and they'll harness while they get washed. Mm-hmm. Just washing my dog, wash them my dog. Uh, it was, um, I think. And also, spoiler alert, if you did not know, a bloodhound won the Westminster of this year and it was fucking it awesome. Was- yeah. It was all all So many him. folds.
0: So many folds. A lot of folds. He's really cute and his ears are ginormous and that makes me happy. Uh, yeah. So, uh, this episode in general, I thought it was really, As much as I've got, I think, you know, I've both addressed the inconsistencies and issues with the vessels and the meat suits and all that. It's not very clear in how any of that fucking works. And I get that it's not supposed to be totally clear, but at the same time, like there's some functional fucking questions that have been answered. But I think it was really important to get a little bit of Jimmy's backstory because not only does it help differ from Castiel, it differentiates and really solidifies, I think for the viewer, with Castiel's character, because Castiel is not Jimmy. And I think that that was a really interesting, uh, important dynamic. And I also think it's quite solidifies the, the, I guess, I guess you'd call it canon of the difference between the meat suits that are possessed, not always by choice versus the, uh, vessel of the angel, which is somebody that was open to it and then chooses it kind of by force, to be fair, but chooses it later but on. But they
1: have to say yes, like yeah. consent. They have to give consent. Yeah. And we love consent.
0: So, so it, I think that that was an interesting piece of the, I, I guess I'd say a like canon for the, uh, the storyline of the difference between a demonic possession or an angelic vessel. Does that yeah. makes sense. And I do think also they had to, you know, uh, Dean wasn't going to bust out, um, what, what I think Dean was going to kind of wait and busting out Sam on his, bad behavior because i think dean wasn't certain what sam was doing but had to like he had to witness it to be able to action anything
1: yeah i mean it is like we go through this whole episode and then finally end on you know this one quick thing like it's really fast it is if you think about it um but oh shit dean knows everything and he'd been talking to bobby behind your back bitch and him and bobby are like no nah, we ain't telling him Mm-mm. we're just gonna f- yeah, just fucking locking him up in here that's what we're gonna do
0: yeah so i think that that was a really you know but i think that, that was i think it was critical to dean's personality that he would have had to have seen it with his own eyes
1: yeah and i think one thing it in this episode really- yeah. And one thing that gets called out, I think, a lot in this episode and, um, in just in commentary about it is, I think this also very much solidified, not that it wasn't solidified, but solidifies Cass's wardrobe of the this is why the trench coat was there although there's not really explained the reason why the trench coat was there is because uh that creepy wanted john constantine to be a character in the show and could not get the licensing facts enough and so he just said fuck it i'm just going to use your costume and change a couple of things and so it's like john constantine but i'm not committing copyright infringement sure
0: Fair yeah, way. they, they show Jimmy put on. They showed Jimmy put on the trench coat, um, and it, so that really kind of like, and that's when Castiel really takes over Jimmy's body. So that is kind of a key thing, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, it, um, yeah, it was
1: an interesting episode. Yep. So I mean, this cues us up for the last two episodes of the season. I, uh, yeah. Um, so Sam's locked in a bunker.
0: Right. What do you feel like Dean's like state of mind is right now? I feel like, well, I think it's been an interesting reevaluation. I think for both of them, like say we've seen Sam transition into being a little bit darker and less attached to humans and a little bit bitter. And I think that Dean is actually after his time in hell and making his choices and that he's had to make since then is kind of gotten not, not in a bad way, but gotten softer because he was kind of just, you know, like the first beginning of this, of this series he's just kind of a fucking douche i mean he still is a douche don't get me wrong but like he was like super douche and now it's like no our whole thing is to help people motherfucker like come on and i think that he's kind of refocusing on that
1: i think one like important thing i don't know if they meant it to be this important would be that his dreams were not of hell in his stream, he was sitting on a pier fishing,
0: calm. which are- is
1: interesting, right? Because the world around them is not calm, and oh. yet he's able to go to this night. Nice- Unless, like, eventually, like, because I would have that to you. Like, I'm on the calm fishing, and then, like, something jumps out of that water and eats me, which is probably what's about to happen. You'll in in A stream.
0: demon or a body or something crazy.
1: Yeah, like, something just pops off the port, that, that bottom, and the river monster eats me. Like, yeah. But yeah, I it, but if that's not the case, like I think that's a very interesting. Like we've moved from, especially the beginning of the season, we yeah. started with nightmares. all of Dean's nightmares. nightmares, and now Dean has this dream that he's just fishing,
0: yeah, in a lake, find like he's found some kind of a piece, a little bit,
1: yeah. And if you have that, like if you have that CCR Green River in there, which is like you know it starts off like take me down, like the cool water flows, remember mm-hmm. things I love, like. So, yeah. like, maybe, like, he's also just like me at this point. Just like, yeah, the world's burning down.
0: I'm just going to go fish and fuck it.
1: Yep. <laughs> exactly where I'm fucking at. Um, All right. Uh, so we have two episode, episodes, two more episodes coming up in season four, uh, which is exciting because I love the season. I'm mm-hmm. going to season five. That shit's going to happen then too. And then we have like 20,000 more seasons to go. So you're never done with us. No. Right, right, we're here. Anyways, cheers, Dirk.
0: Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Trap devilstrap at devilstrappodcast.com.
1: Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a. Don't be a dick production. Meow. Intro music, arrangement, and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.